Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. Thanks for tuning in, Bipes. Thank you for tuning in. So happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host. Thank you guys also for tuning into the Spotify uh, live show. You guys can call in, join the chat, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on Spotify live app. Um, the show is called Confessions with Carly. We always have so much fun in there. I had so much fun. First of all, shout out to the girlies. Had so much fun doing shows last weekend in Connecticut and in Buffalo. Um, I know I had recorded it before I headed out to Connecticut, but I met so many of you. You guys are so fun. You're so damn funny. And um, <laughs> a few of you brought your husbands. I love when you guys drag your husbands and your boyfriends out. It really makes me so damn happy. It makes me so happy when you guys make them come with you. I love that. And I met so many, um, especially in Connecticut, I met uh, someone's husband was a, a bricklayer, a plumber, a janitor I met, uh, an electrician. I was like, okay, it's giving royalty. <laughs> it's giving royalty. And if you guys are married, married to men like that, which as we all know, is the cream of the damn crop, you got to bring their, bring their work friends. Why are we not bringing their work friends to the show? Right? <laughs> Share the wealth. I want to be a princess too. I want freaking dental care for God's sakes. You know what I really need? I need a husband that's a vet because did I have to take Robert to the vet the other day? Yes. Um, I noticed in his litter box, there was blood. And right after he got out, I said, uh-oh, we got to go to the vet. So I made the appointment for the next day. Um, and he's fine. You don't have to worry about him. But uh, my boy got violated in there. Woo! My boy got violated at the vet. She said, you're sure he wasn't peeing blood? I said, no, it came out of his butthole. And by the way, I was on a date out to dinner. And I, was I talked about Robert's asshole for, for about 20 minutes on the date. And the guy's like, wow, that's so, it's so unbelievable what men will listen to when they, when they want to have sex with you. I'm like, yeah, like my cat's ass is bleeding. <laughs> He's like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Good, he deserves it. And that's my baby boy. So anywho, I take him to the vet and this woman wasted no time. She didn't even buy him a drink first, right up the butt with a finger. I'm gonna need at least two... <laughs> I'm going to need at least two drinks <laughs> now because my, my son got violated in there. My son got violated in there. He hasn't been the same since <laughs> just staring, just staring out and into space, but he was so brave. He cried on the way to the vet, but then once we got in there, they were giving him treats and, you know, and then the vet also, not only did she stick her finger in his ass, she said, he's a little chubby. I said, you're cat shaming. You're cat shaming and you're canceled. She said he's actually a good weight right now, but if he gains a few more pounds, then he's like fat. I was like, okay, let's not use those types of words in front of my son. You've you've done enough, babes. But he's okay. He's okay. It was just uh, it was just a you know. She's like the, these types of things happen. It's pretty common. And then he got a couple of vaccines. He was so brave. He was so brave, and he's so damn beautiful. Everybody is like in love with him. I don't know if they do that at the vet. Like you know when. You know, you know, I told you guys, like when you go to Trader Joe's, like the cashiers have to say that the shit that you're buying is good. 
which when I found that out, like it absolutely shattered, shattered me. That was like one of the hardest days of my life, finding out that the Trader Joe's employees have to like kiss your ass and they don't actually mean it when they're like, this is so, this is like my favorite pizza. Like that ruined my life. But I feel like vets do that too. Do they just tell everyone that they're, that their animal's cute because they know that's your baby? Either way, I need, I need health insurance. I need damn pet insurance or I need to marry a, a vet. So anywho, Robert's okay. Stanley's, you know, he's insane. He's absolutely, he, he, he's off the rails. But we're going to do what we're going to do. I just, I just put a stroller in, um, put a stroller order in on amazon.com. Cause I'm going to have to start walking Stanley around in the stroller. And is that insane? Yes. And if you see me on the street, don't even, <laughs> don't even think that I'm embarrassed. Cause I'm not, I will g- gladly walk my cat around in a stroller around Brooklyn in public. Why? Because he needs stimulation. He he's a psycho. He's like a, he's like a psycho. So I'm like, Oh, maybe if I take him outside, he could smell the air you know? But anywho, you guys, I love you. You know, I love you. Um, I also wanted to quickly mention that I just uh, started the girlies in on a chat on an email chat. For those of you that gave consent for me to share your emails, you know, all of you put you guys in a chain together. Um, and if there's any of you that want to be involved in that, the chat for vaginismus, um, send me an email to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And we did get a lot of questions in at secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. So we're going to get into that, my girlies. Let's see, where do we start? Where do we start? Let's start with this one. Am I crazy? I don't think you're as crazy as me. I, I just said I'm going to get a stroller for my cat. So I'm not, might not be the right person to ask. Okay. I love you. Thanks for being my BFF, even though you don't know it. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, I have a question about an argument that my boyfriend got into the other day, and I was curious what your opinion, uh, what is your opinion on what happened? He's a lovely boyfriend and I really do love him so much, but he has this friend, Stanley, mommy's working. Mommy's working. Okay. If you guys hear meowing, please know that he's living a great life. He's not crying. (laughs) It's not a cry for help. Okay, here we go. Um, he has this friend, you know, that one friend, he seems like every, it seems like every guy has one perpetually single drinks too much, has a new girl every other day, the kind that won't grow up. The thing is I like hanging out with him on occasion and his good friend to my, he's a good friend to my boyfriend, just a little troubled, but he was telling us about this girl that he's sleeping with. And when he left our house, my boyfriend was telling me how a week prior, he was showing them all nudes of this girl that she was sending him. Um, we had been drinking wine. So maybe he reacted a little differently than I normally would have if I hadn't had three glasses of cheap Cabernet, but I got really annoyed. I asked him, would it bother him if I was looking at another guy's dick pics that were sent to one of my girlfriends. How can you compare the two? We don't do that because dicks are disgusting. True. That's not something I'm I'm showing the girlies. That's for sure. I don't want to ruin their day. (laughs) Obviously, he said, no, it wouldn't bother me for the sake of him winning the argument. He said I was being crazy, irrational, and said this was the dumbest argument he's ever been a part of. Really gaslighty vibes. This was not how he typically speaks to me. I know guys look at Instagram models. I know guys fantasize about other women and I know that's normal. Just makes me feel icky and a little insecure because I don't do those things and I'm not really into watching porn. So maybe I just don't understand it, but 
I'm not going to try to stop him from doing it. I know he would never cross the line, but here's my question. What is the line? Why is it okay for his friend to show private pictures that a girl sent him? And how does he not see this as being disrespectful, not just to her, but also as to me? I'll admit to overreacting. When I woke up today, I realized it doesn't really bother me as much as it did last night, but now it's bothering me is him making me feel crazy for telling him that it bothered me at all. I feel like it's okay that it bothered me and I'm allowed to tell him without him saying that I'm being crazy. It feels a little unfair if I'm being honest about my feelings. I'm getting told I shouldn't be feeling that way. Um, I tried to explain this to him and keep getting accused of dragging on the argument. I need to get over it so that we can move on. Feels disrespectful and my cuckoo help. Love you, bitch. Kiss you right on the lips, it says. XOXO. Well, we love you too. Um, you know, these types of things, honestly, I would think that the guy is a piece of shit for sharing photos with his friends, just in general, that a girl sent him in, in confidence, you know, that I'm sure she doesn't know that that is happening. And that's really what would concern me about the situation. But you want to know what it's just one of these things. It's just like a scenario that really, really sucks. Because even if it bothers you, like this is just what people do. And it's so gross. Um, but I know, I know it's, it goes back to that thing, like how you're saying, like guys look at Instagram models, guys watch porn and stuff like that. And like, some people have different boundaries. People aren't okay with their boyfriends following certain girls online and everything. Like there's nothing to me that's crazy. It just goes by you having boundaries and you being with somebody that accepts and, you know, respects your boundaries. And at least being with somebody that you can have an open conversation with these things about. So the red flags to me, other than this guy sharing private pictures of a girl, which he shouldn't be fucking doing, um, you know, the, the other red flag to me is not that your boyfriend looked at the photos, but that he's making you feel crazy for bringing it up. You know, that's not a good feeling. And, and that's something that you're kind of damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, if you like bring it up again and just say like, Hey, it really hurt me that you couldn't hear me out on this one thing. Maybe if you just like calmly be like, like, I don't want, cause men love, you want to know what men love. They love when we're like, Hey, fucking don't do this. And then they're like, Whoa, are you being so crazy? It's like, huh? You know, like, Oh, oops. Like I didn't realize that me saying one thing that I didn't like one thing makes me automatically crazy. But anytime I've been in a relationship, um, which hopefully is never again, um, I, I will start conversations going like this, like, hey, I don't want this to turn into a fight. I'm going to tell you how I feel and we're going to talk through it, period. I don't want this to become a thing. I'm going to drop it once we discuss it. But like, I need you to hear me out and you, ha you have no choice. Because if you don't hear me out, that's when I'm going to go crazy, you know? So if you just say like, listen, that's really what hurt me is that I feel like I couldn't, you know, even if I was having a moment, like you should at least like hear me out on how I feel and try and come to a point of understanding where I was coming from. Um, but yeah, that's, it's just like a shitty, it's just a shitty feeling. I, I get where you're coming from. I, I think that those would be the two things. The communication thing to me is, is more serious. Um, okay. This says, hold on. Okay. This says crying in a target parking lot. Okay. Me like this feels relatable. 
Hi, Carly Queen and the super furry cute babies. First, I want to apologize for the super long email and all my writing errors. For context, I'm in college and I'm 19 years old. I went to a formal uh, for a claim that for a claim that I'm in and saw the super cute dude. Um, okay, so I don't know what a claim is. I don't know if that's like a college, you know, if that's like some type of, um, you know, nomenclature that you would use in college. But maybe she means club. Anywho. During the formal, I asked his age and he said he was 27. But because I'm dumb, I asked him to go to a club after. He said yes and that we were going to meet there. We were dancing and he asked my age while we were dancing. So I told him and he freaked out for a little bit. But we walked and drove around the city until almost sunrise. For context, we kissed and he looked so perfect to me. And I ignored the big red flag. By the way, he is a high school teacher. After that, wait, wait a minute. Were you at, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. You were at a college, you were at a college formal. Cause I was going to say, is this a teacher that works in your school? Oh my goodness. Okay. By the way, he's a high school teacher. After that, we talked every day on Snapchat. I know Snapchat every day. We hung out a couple of times. The first time we went to a bar and we walked around town and he spent the night, but no, we didn't hook up, but kind of, if you know what I mean, he was the absolute sweetest. I don't know if you could say this on the con uh, on the podcast, but for context during this time, he went to new Orleans with his married ex and a quote unquote girlfriend. And I was like, Oh, what the fuck? Like, I didn't think much of it because we still talked all day at the time we kept talking and we hung out a second time, went roller skating and to the main event. And it was so cute, but Carly, he did not want to kiss me at all. I was so confused after everything. He didn't want to kiss me because it wasn't special. Uh, my brain was so confused and I still don't get it till this day. After that, he was more dry and ended the streaks that we had on snap. Oh God, not snap streaks, not snap streaks, girls. I think it was an excuse to not talk to me every day. He of course did stop. I don't know if you could say this. <laughs> Girl, stop saying shit that I can't say <laughs> on the pod. But he, I'm just going to blurt out the things that I think she wants me to cut out. Uh, but he went away with the girl that he went to New Orleans with. He shared his location with me so I could see that he was at someone else's house all the time. And I mean, night and day. I was so confused because this was while we talked too. It was when he was at this girl's house. So I thought maybe he's in a relationship or what. I also wanted to mention that he said he didn't want a relationship since the beginning. Girl, he has a girlfriend. Girl, I hate to say this. He might be married. During this time that he stopped talking to me, he was super mean to me and I cried so much. I know it's so embarrassing, but anything he did was just so painful to me. Aww. Uh, all my friends hate him and beg me to block him, but it's just so hard. Now for the past two, um, I've been begging to hang out with him, uh, but he always has an excuse. He sends me memes or music. We talk like it's normal, but he doesn't want to see me in person ever. Yeah, because his wife will probably find out. I went to a friend's birthday dinner and I looked cute and felt cute and decided once again to embarrass myself and ask him to hang out. It was 9 p.m. He asked what I what did I have in mind? I said, oh, well, maybe we can take some pictures because I have a cute outfit on because he likes taking pictures and he once asked me to take pictures 
he said, that sounds tempting, but I have to go be productive. Carly, what the fuck? Now I'm in the Target parking lot crying my eyes out. Aww. And I know that he's with this girl that he refers to as just a friend. How can I forget him? Why is it so hard for me to block him? How can I heal my heart and gain back confidence? I don't know if you could say this on the podcast. Girl, I'm not laughing at you, but, but it, it, it's so much things that you don't know if I could say on the podcast. It's so cute. Um, okay. I'm not going to put that part in. Anyway, love you so much. Thank you for bringing me joy. Oh, and then she gives a, a really good fuck, Mary kill actually. Um, okay. So here's the thing. And this is like so tragic and, and it's, I think we've all been there, especially when we were young, I'm not trying to, you know, dismiss your feelings in any, any way, because I know that they're very real, but the fact is that you're young. So you probably haven't been in many situations like this before. So this is new. It's fresh. You're, you know, and, and certain men, um, kind of, you know, they prey on women who are young or naive or just like adore them because they want that they're missing that in their lives. Right. And that's really what I'm not saying he didn't like you. I don't want you to get upset and think that he didn't like you, but I think that it, it was like a planned thing with you where, he was like, this girl really likes me. She adores me. She doesn't, someone that has a little bit more experience in dating would look at this guy and go, he's a fucking clown. He has a girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you're, you're so sweet and you're so like, you're so young. And there'll be plenty of other people in your life. There'll be plenty of people that treat you well and do the right thing by you. That's something that, you know, unfortunately it's like, and this is not even just for women. I know men, men have this too. Like you have your first heartbreak. You have your first thing when you're very young and you're just like, oh my God, like you can't even imagine that that's what heartbreak feels like. Right. And time goes by and you'll, you're going to end up looking at this and going, what girl, that's one thing I will promise you. I'm not saying this is easy right now. I know it's difficult and, and my heart breaks for you because I've been there before. But when I was your age and, and I went through this exact thing, like, like I was like, I'm literally never going to get over this for the rest of my life. Like I will think about this man and cry about this man every single day for the rest of my life. And now I look back, <laughs> girl, stop. I can't even think about that guy. Without... <laughs> stop. No, it's humiliating. It's actually humiliating, but not when I think about <laughs> When I think about how I really thought that was my, that I thought that was my man's. I thought that was my man for life. We all go through it. I'm so sorry that you're going through it right now. But uh, the, the first time it really, it, it hurts the most when you really adore someone and, and something like this happens. But something that I've done um, in dating, and I, I know I've mentioned this before, but start to look at these unlikable qualities in people like him blowing you off, him always being too busy for you, him not calling you, him not texting you, like him being weird when you hang out, all of these things, just start looking at them like they make someone unattractive. Like that's unattractive behavior. That's like not cute to me. I don't, I, I don't find it cute. I think it's gross. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's been really, really helpful to me. I can pretty much, you know, I could just say I'm done. And then I'm at, I'm done because I'm like, that's icky. I get the ick. Okay. You guys just a quick word from our sponsors this week. I just tried this and fumbled. I fumbled the damn bag so hard. 
<laughs> I have to, I have to re-record it because I was flubbing. Um, this week, uh, Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by Osea. Fall is here, but that doesn't mean you have to lose that summer glow. Osea's Undaria Algae Body Oil is your secret to seriously supple skin. You guys know I love Osea products. I have pretty sensitive skin, um, maybe even on a little bit of the drier side, and I've never had uh, any breakouts from this stuff. I use the cream. I use the oil. It's really, really good. Uh, You can maintain your radiant summer skin with Osea's Undaria algae body oil. It's rich. It's never greasy, luxurious, and it smells of sunny citrus and notes of passion fruit. You can try it in Osea's total body glow trio kit that in addition to the oil includes moisturizing body scrub and a plant-based body brush sweep away dead skin cells for soft glowing summer skin all year long. You can find your new skincare and body favorites at oseamalibu.com. Get a special discount just for the girlies. Take 10% off your first order with promo code secret. You'll get free samples with every order. Ooh, we love a sample. We love a sample and free shipping on orders over $50. You're going to want it all. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code secret. Um, okay. Okay. Let's do this one. Uh, this one says, is she a bitch or is it me? A long one, but help. Hi, Queen Carly and the fur royal family. Oh my God, not the royal family. Um, just like everyone, I'm so thankful for the potty and the Spotify show is just wah. Side note, you are a wizard at being able to read the chat so quickly. I try and read the chat. Sometimes sometimes when the girlies are really feral in there, I really can't keep up with it. <laughs> um, okay, so my question is, how do you deal with someone who's in your life but does not like you? Some context for the situation. I moved in with my boyfriend in 2021. Before moving, I had visited him multiple times and we quickly became friends with all of his friends, making my decision to move to another state pretty easily. Except there was this girl, we'll call her Danielle, who from the beginning, oh, I love that you called her Danielle. I don't know why, it just it made me happy who from the beginning has been so mean to me, talking about me to others, et cetera. Danielle and I have talked out this issue many times and is always leaving me feel a little uneasy. I suck it up to the fact that she has gone through trauma with girlfriends in the past and just drop it. All the while, I have done many favors, getting mail, watching her animals and expecting no money. I do it because I thought we were friends and that's what good friends do. And also I'm a bit of a people pleaser. Meanwhile, I see the way that she treats others in our friend group and the difference between me and them is night and day. I've tried to invite her out for girls nights, just the two of us just to get rejected or straight up ignored. I'd like to think of myself as outgoing, kind, caring, funny, and empathetic. After a night of tequila, I confronted the situation and expressed that I felt like I was a convent friend. Her response was that she could not meet me where I needed her to be and was so sorry. What? We decided to just be friendly and keep the peace since we will always be seeing each other still. I know it shouldn't bother me as much as it does, but I can't help it. I think many instances where she has made me feel like shit about myself and that helps, LOL. So my questions are, how do I deal with this moving forward? Should I feel bad? Have you ever gone, have you ever had to get around someone that doesn't particularly like you, or you aren't sure if you like them? If so, how do you deal with it? I know I'm a people pleaser, but being a Leo makes me feel like it double. Um, I'm so sorry. This is a novel. If you've made it this far, I have something funny. That's embarrassing. Okay. So we'll do the embarrassing things in a, in a bit, but, um, something like this, like, 
anytime I've been in a, in a situation like this, I go, I gave this person no reason. Sometimes people just don't like you, right? It, it doesn't matter how wonderful you are, how smart you are, how, how good of a friend you are. Sometimes there's just going to be people who just don't fucking like you. Okay. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter who you are. It's just going to happen. Um, and you can't be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. I think that anytime I've been in this situation, I've been like, I've done nothing to make this person dislike me. So if, if she doesn't like me, it's really a, her problem. Like that's some, some shit that she needs to deal with and she needs to get to the root of it. And anytime I've been around somebody that I know doesn't really, cause I don't really care enough to not like someone. <clears throat> There's certain people, like if people have done something wrong to me, like, yeah, of course I don't like you. Or if I get a weird vibe, sometimes I don't like someone, but for the most part, I'm like, I just don't care that much. I just like, I, I can't give myself, like, I, I can't allow myself to give that person energy, whether it's good or bad. Um, but anytime I'm around someone that I know, you know, I'm not their favorite. I just am so fucking nice. I'm just so nice. You don't have to make it weird. Hey, I love your shirt. I love your bag. I love whatever. Be really nice because if you give them any type of an attitude, that's like ammo. And when she goes around to your other friend and talks shit about you or she's around other people and she's talking shit about you, everyone's going to go, she's really nice to you. I never saw her being mean to you. Why, why don't you like her? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it, it shows your, it, it shows your character and, and the way she's behaving really shows hers. So don't even, don't even waste your time on it. Um, that's just how I feel about it. I'm just always like, oh, you think I care? That's freaking cute. <laughs> the way that I couldn't care any less. <laughs> I'm like, oh, because I know I'm a good friend and I know I'm a good person. And hey, if you don't like me, some people just have no taste. And I think you got to get a COVID test at that point. That's not my problem. It's giving COVID positive because you have no taste. You have no sense, no sense of taste. Uh, okay. This one says long lost lesbian. Hi, Carly, and I love you and tuning into this pod. Oh, thank you so much. I actually got to meet you in Austin on the girl tour and you were so sweet. Oh, thank you. I hope to see you again soon. I know it's all about the kitty boys in here. I wanted to bless you with my boy's picture. I remember you saying you had a Frenchie. My guy just turned three. Hold on, gotta look at the dog. BRB, gotta look at the dog. No, because the dog's wearing a freaking party hat. Oh my God, and a pride handkerchief. (gasps) How cute is that? A little beige Frenchie with a white line down the nose. So cute. Too cute. And we love an ally. Uh, Okay. So to the hard stuff, sorry if this is long. I'm in a fairly new relationship, seven months, and it's been such a struggle. Our connection was, is immediate, and it's so deep. I love her and want to support her through all her dreams and goals, but there have have been incredibly challenging red flags. She was married before to a man and found herself being attracted to women, so she says she's not interested in dating men, but they still own their house together. They've known each other half their lives and have been divorced for over a year now. I'm just so uncomfortable with that being her active living situation. Apparently, Currently, they started the selling process, but no updates. And I hate to pry because it makes me feel so insecure. She lives on Facebook, but won't post me. She has pictures of her wedding. um, And I also 
found out she had a picture with a previous girlfriend, but none of me and no relationship status. I don't have Facebook, but still to me that reads as single or available. Her excuse is that she has a conservative family. It makes me feel like she's just hiding me. So add that to me feeling insecure. Lastly, um, her and my mom don't like each other. This has been a long drawn out story, but I'm constantly struggling with that too. Since my mom moved in with me temporarily, she came to my city for a job and has been here a little over a month. The tension with all three of us here is miserable for me. Uh, we've argued a lot about this and these are vague, but strong points. I just don't know when enough is enough. Do I keep fighting for us? I don't want to lose her. I love her so deeply. Our days are good. Um, and we have bad days. I never doubt that, but I do love her. Um, should I have a breaking point? Have I unknowingly already passed it? Sincerely, dating men has to be easier than dating women. <laughs> and I will die on that hill. Oh, girl, I beg to differ. <laughs> oh, girl, I beg to differ. Oh, girl, I beg to differ. Um, <clears throat> this is there's, This is one of those things that I'm like, you love this person. And, and I always am into, of course, I'm always like support, be supportive of your partner and their situation. And if it has an end in sight, it's good to stick it through. But first and foremost, you need to put your happiness and your, <clears throat> sorry, mental health and well-being before anything. Um, I, I also will say I've been in, in relationships where my family doesn't like my significant other. And there is, that's, a lot of stress and that's really just a shitty feeling. So maybe we can have a discussion with her about like, Hey, can we settle this, you know, this thing that you have with my mom and talk to your mom and try and like mediate it. Oh my God. Not me literally going through puberty <clears throat> and try and mediate that. Like I'm trying to think of where what you can do to kind of alleviate yourself of some of the stress, right? I think, first of all, don't be ashamed of talking to her about her living situation. I think it's important. And I think if she has some type of a, a timeline for you, I know, especially selling a house is all over the place always, but if she has some type of a timeline for you, that might be really helpful. So you feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You have some type of time in your head, like, okay, in a year we'll be living together or she'll be out and have her own place or whatever you want to make your plan to be. Um, so that's really stressful too. I think that the social media thing is interesting to me too. Um, the Facebook saying she's not in a relationship, even if, if she's saying like her family's very conservative, um, like, why can't she even just put like, if that's what you want, why can't she put on her Facebook, like in a relationship? If that's something that's important to you, she doesn't need to be posting a million pictures and all of that stuff, but she could put that she's in a relationship, right? And her conservative family can, can deal with that. I think, um, that's just, that's really difficult. I've also been with someone where I felt like they were not hiding me necessarily, but I felt like they were like, um, I felt like he was like embarrassed. Like when we were around his people, it was his friends, his home, like friends from home, his family, like he, I would talk and he would just look at me like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. And I always was like, every single time we went out, I would be, like on the way home, be like, 
why are you like that? Like, first of all, all your friends like me more than they like you. Like, I know that for a fact. And I have confidence in that because I have everybody out there hooting and hollering at this Chili's. And yet you contribute nothing to the damn conversation. You know, one thing about me is I'm a good time. But he just couldn't. He would be like rolling his eyes. He would like text me like, what are you saying? I'm like, what? I can't talk about doing mushrooms uh, one time. Is, is that against the law? Also, we're all adults. Like he was so fucking annoying like that. And it always hurt my feelings. I'm like, you're like embarrassed. You're like embarrassed to be with me, you know? And that really bothered me. So I, I get where you're coming from with that too. It's like, you never want to feel like someone you want to, when you're with someone, you want them to be like, this is my person and like, just adore you and, and want to introduce you to their friends and want everybody to know that you guys are together and X, Y, and Z. So I, I get where you're coming from with that, but I'm hoping that there could be something that you could do to kind of alleviate this. I think get a timeline on the house situation, see if it's possible for her to maybe get her own apartment in the meantime, if it seems like it's going to be, you know, if that's something that she wants to do or is, you know, I know that's, could be expensive, but maybe, maybe that would be helpful to your guys' relationship. Like see what she's willing to do, see what she can, can do about that situation. Um, but don't ever feel like you are, um, asking too much of someone when it comes to something like that. Don't feel desperate. Don't feel embarrassed or needy. It's just like, we need to be vocal with the people that we're with. Um, it's so important. It really, really is. Cause otherwise, you know, I I've been saying this to my friend lately, the things you make up in your head about this, about any situation is always going to be a million times worse. Just talk about it. <clears throat> Ask any guy I've ever dated. They're like, yeah, no, she talks about it. Cause everything I feel I'm like, uh, we got to talk. You got to sit down. We got to talk. And if you're, if you have an open line of communication like that, it's so much easier. It's not like, Oh, Oh shit. What happened? Why do we have to have a talk? You know, it just becomes like a normal way of being. Um, and that's the only way I could get through. <clears throat> okay. Um, let's see this one. Okay. This one says, am I trauma bonded? Hi, Carly and the furry baby boys. I love listening to your podcast and low key bully my friends to listen. Oh, we love, we love bullying in that. In if it's for that, you're a positive voice of reason that we all need. By the way, you met my sister and her roomie in Greenpoint a few weeks ago. Stop. I'm crying because those are the cutie girls that came out to the show too. And the way I'm obsessed with them. Stop. I'm obsessed. Um, if that's who I'm thinking of, unless I'm just getting my, getting my Greenpoint girlies confused because I do live here now. Um, she says, V jealous. I wasn't FaceTimed in. I need you and the girl's advice. Just a background. I've been with the same guy since I was 19. I'm 28 now. He's two years older than me. We're from the South. So we got married when I graduated college because we're psychos and we were young and in love. We've been together for nine and a half years and married for six years. Two years into our marriage, he had a traumatic experience and suffered from PTSD. This triggered his depression, and he now copes with alcohol and weed. Our sex life has become non-existent at that time and never fully recovered. He's also a musician, so he works from home, and I fully support us. He used to be so full of life and incredibly driven. Now he struggles to work and to even feel productive. We go through months where he's happy, driven, and not engaging in self-destructive behaviors. Those times keep me in this marriage. 
then life happens and he resumes drinking and smoking. He recently spoke about how lost he is, how he has no direction and how he needs to separate to figure himself out. I want to continue to have compassion, but I've hit my limit. I've gone to therapy for a year and he started nine months ago. In March, I told him that I needed to let him go and began preparing to separate. Then all of a sudden he did a 180 and became the supportive, amazing partner that he used to be. I've recently started a new job and he hasn't been there for me. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Hold on. <clears throat> Okay. Sorry, guys. I don't know what happens, but sometimes I got a frog in my throat. Um, okay. He hasn't been there for me. He just talks about how he needs to be more supportive in the past. He hasn't wanted to do couples therapy, but now is apparently win willing. I'm worried that I'm stuck in an unhealthy cycle and don't have the ability to clearly make the right decision. This is a long-winded email just to ask you and the girlies, how do you know when to end a long-term relationship? How do you support your partner through a major depression? I take marriage very seriously and I'm willing to do anything to stay together. I know there's ebbs and flows in a long-term relationship, but I don't know how much longer I can take. The thought of ending things is so achingly sad and terrifying, but when I think of my future, I don't want to be stuck in the same space. Thank you for reading this. Attached a photo of my puppy. Cute. Um, can't wait to see you guys next week. Oh my God. How cute is your dog? Wait, stop. This dog is stunning. The way he has green eyes and, and brown fur, like it's giving chocolate lab. It's giving chocolate lab. Um, okay. This is a really difficult situation that you're in. And I have never been in a relationship anywhere near as, as long as you have and married. And, you know, if anyone has been in a similar situation, write in and I'll read the email next week. But if it were me, this is like what I was saying before, like, you have to make sure that you are good. Like you have to, you can't go through your life just supporting everybody else around you and not taking care of what you're feeling. And this feels like a cycle where like, of course you love somebody so much and, and you've been together for so long that you're like, you, you feel the guilt of I'm abandoning this person. That's what you feel like it is in your head, but it's really not that it's, you're trying to be supportive. And if you're with somebody that if, you know, if he's not putting in all of the work and doing everything he possibly can, then it's really hard for you to stay because you're like, okay, I'm doing this. Why can't you meet me halfway? You know, why can't you put more effort in on your end? Um, <clears throat> just in terms of like getting treatment and getting help. And maybe they're like, is, you know, I don't, I don't know his diagnosis or anything like that, but maybe there are certain things that he could do to help him along. Um, because I've been with people before that have like, not PTSD, but like bipolar or um, things like that. And it's like, you can kind of see when it's about to happen and you, and you can brace yourself in that way. Like I, I would see signs of like, oh, that we're about to go into an episode. I don't know if that makes any sense. And I hope it's not like an offensive thing to say, but just as like, I was someone's partner for a long time that had episodes, you know, and I knew when they were, I knew when it was about to happen and it's difficult. It's difficult to be on that side of it. But if anyone has, um, 
you know, any advice for the girlies send in, but I think it's, it's so difficult to even say, and I don't want to be like, get a divorce. Like, I don't want to like jump to that. Um, but I do think it's important that you set yourself up to be happy. And I think that even though this would be so sad and, and so heartbreaking, of course, because anytime something ends, it's tragic. Um, I think that you will set your future up to being a lot, uh, you know, a lot happier. And I, I feel bad saying that, you know, I don't know what other way to word it. You're saying that you've hit your limit and it's just like, I believe you, you know, it's sad. It's, it's sad when we can't help someone, but at what point do you say like, I know I can't help you. Like I I've tried and I need to focus on myself. Like, I think you're at that point, you know, um, keep us posted with that. And again, I'm sure, I'm sure people will write in with, with more, you know, stories, similar stories. Um, okay. This next one says same shit, different day. Well, hello, Angel Carly and the fur baby husbands. I'm writing in for the first time. So my childhood bestie is currently visiting me for this weekend and we've been having a great time. She's always been very caring, loving, and so genuine. I lost my father when we were 15 and she lost her father when we were 23 and we were both there for each other through all of that. Enough about all that stuff. I am here to see what you think I should do about a point of tension between us on my part. She's had a pretty crappy run with guys dating and hooking up and we don't constantly talk or really constant. I'm sorry. We don't talk constantly or really consistently. And it seems like every time she reaches out to me, it's to complain or seek advice about a mediocre boy who led her on that she felt really connected to. About a year ago, a coworker of hers who had recently gotten out of a five-year relationship started getting a little flirty with her. Her other coworkers kept encouraging the relationship and blah, blah, blah. They go to a work party one night and they start necking, not them necking. Did my mom write this email? Ellen, my mom used to, um, if I went to a party or something, like when I was young, she would be like, were you, were you necking? I was like, mom, what, what did you call me? Were you guys necking at the party? I'm like, what? Uh, okay. So they start necking. Things go well. No P and V. <laughs> My friend is very protective of that part of herself and isn't going to just hook up with anyone uh, without the potential of a real relationship. He seems pretty keen on her and they go on little date. Um, it goes well. He spends the night again, no sexy tango, strictly over the pants stuff here. He asked her on another date, but he was, but was a little less specific about the time and the place. And then nothing comes of it. That's pretty much how their story ends aside from them working together and having coworkers tell her that he's so into her, but probably isn't ready to get into a relationship, which is all that she wants. So every time we talk, it starts off being normal and nice, especially because we don't talk very often. So there's always a lot to catch up on. Um, then it always gets to us spending, not kidding, hours talking about what went wrong. What is he thinking? She's still holding out hope, but 
She also says she's gone on dates and she's trying to, even though she thinks always about this dude, I've tried being gentle. I've tried being really blunt and tough love and saying, he's never going to come back to you. Just drop it. And she's always like, yeah, I know. But his face lit up when he looked at me, he never really told me he didn't want to date me, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it seems like everything I try, um, she seems to hear me, but doesn't want to listen to me. All of that being said, I want her to be happy and find someone. And I know that won't happen if she's going to keep obsessing over this guy, but pretending she's not or that she's over it. I'm not sure how to get through to her or to get her to talk about anything else. And it's really frustrating. I never want to make her feel like she can't come to me, but I also can't continue to waste my breath and words saying the same shit every time I talk to her or bracing myself for the topic coming up every time we talk. And it seems like she's not bringing him up. Um, sorry for the lengthy email. Any thoughts and advice would help. Love ya. Thanks for facilitating such a wonderful community. I don't <clears throat> have a lot of friends after moving to a new town, but it's nice to be able to chat with the girlies and show my break dancing talents. Oh, hey, girly. Um, yes, very, <laughs> very, very talented break dancer. But okay. This is so crazy because you want to know what? Like, I've been this girl, I think. Like, I think I've been this girl. And I definitely know people that are also this girl at some point in time. It's just like that one person that kind of leaves you hanging, that leaves you questioning everything. You just like literally will think about them for a really fucking long time. It's so weird, especially if they led you on. Like, oh, yeah, no, let's go on a date. And then like, that's it. You're like, what the fuck happened? You know, that happened to me. A, a guy told me he was in love with me. And he was like, I literally like, he was like, he was like, I don't care if you like feel the same way. Like I'm in love with you. And like, I want my kids to be like you. And like, I met you for a reason and saying all this shit. And then girl, like, I'm not even kidding, girl. Like the way that I didn't fucking hear from him for like a year or something. Maybe not a year, few months. But I was like, what the fuck was that? Imagine that. Because one thing about me is I'm not hitting you up. That's what that's the number one thing about me. So I was losing my damn mind. I don't even know if I was really talking to my friends about it, but I was just like, what the hell happened? You know, so I, I've been there before. Some people really, really just drive you crazy. And then you, you remove like that aspect out of it. You go, oh, I don't even know this guy. We went on one fucking date and we made out. Who cares? Like, I don't know this guy. And obviously he's not a good person. He's not the type of person to stand by his word. So he's freaking icky to me. Let's break it down like that. But, you know, girl, honestly, what sucks about this situation is there's really nothing you could do because she's like, she really likes him. And she's not going to get it. It doesn't seem like she's on her way to get over it. She's got to put herself out there and start dating people. That's what I would tell her. Because someone like this, it's like, once she starts dating, the guy's just going to kind of disappear and, and fade into the abyss because we don't have time to be doing that. You know, I think that's what's important. I would just be like, girl, how, what are you doing? Like, you got to love yourself more than this. You got to have, a, you got to see yourself in, in such a better light because that's what it is. It's like, you feel so like small when you're in a situation like that you're like, that person is the, the validation you need. It's like, girl, you gotta, you gotta love yourself here. That's probably how I would frame it to her. Like anytime I've had a conversation like that with a friend, I'm just like, girly, like do, do, uh, what planet are we on where you're not bringing 
the most shit to the table. And now here we are talking about Bozo the Clown and, and, and all the other guys. It's like, it's the insane clown posse over here. You know, sometimes you got to just bring people down to earth. Hey, let the parachute out. Got to come back down to earth, babes, because you're in a whole nother fucking galaxy. And we got to bring you back down. Okay. Everybody misses you down here. You're literally flying in orbit and we need you back down. It, it, I mean, it just happens. It happens. People drive you nuts. But uh, yeah, I mean, she's got to go on dates. I would tell her, I would be like, girl, you got to come back down to planet earth. And then I would just tell her, you know, you got to get back out there, go on dates, you know, but keep us posted on, on all of these. And here is the fuck, Mary kill for the week. Okay. Cash card or Venmo. And then in parentheses, PayPal, Cash App, et cetera. Like Venmo, is, is, is Apple Pay under Venmo? Because I'm, I'm fucking marrying Apple Pay. I, that's all I use. I, Apple Pay, marrying, I'm fucking card and I'm killing cash. Like I very rarely need cash. Um, and if I have my card on me, I can get access to cash. So I, I'm just killing cash. And, and whoever, whoever thought we would see the day, you know? Whoever thought we would be killing cash? it's obsolete. You know, very few people I know have cash on them. I think I have $40. Like, I think I like have $40, like in in my possession, you know, in general, I don't walk around with cash. Having it is insane. But um, yeah, so I love you guys. Thank you again for tuning in to this episode. Um, You can always send in emails, follow-ups, questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. I'll see you guys Thursdays at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on Spotify Live um, for Confessions with Carly. And see you soon. Bye.